Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Cryptid Cocktail Party. My name is Dave. I'll be your host. And today I'm... Oh, no, that's not good. I got to tell them what the show's about, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Cryptid Cocktail Party. My name is Dave. No, I fucked up again. I got it. I got it. You ready? everyone welcome to the very first episode of the cryptid cocktail party a show where i talk to my friends have a few drinks and make them listen to me rant about cryptids for a half hour to an hour <laughs> i'm your host dave and joined today for the very first episode is my good friend colby clark how you doing bud i'm doing good hi there everybody hi there david yeah you look good well thank you yeah this it's, it's just me you know <laughs> just uh it's still still you know just Chugging along, <laughs> living, you know. You look like a roofer from Danvers, Massachusetts right now with the Carhartt hat on. Nice, nice. Yeah, you, you know, being a contractor, you got to assimilate, you know. You got you to gotta blend in, look the part. Is that what it is? So I got a Carhartt hat. Yeah, I got a couple. You got a couple? You have multiple <laughs> yeah, Carhartt I got, hats? <laughs> I got different colors, man, you know. No, I mean, I guess you gotta it, accessorize. I know. I was gonna say you got that Carhartt drip. I like it. Well, Carhartt's like actually like <laughs> apparently like it's in fashion now. It is. It is yeah. in fashion until you got to drive a fucking big truck or something. Did you know that Carhartt has a uh, Carhartt has a uh, like a streetwear like branch off of Carhartt? Oh, okay, nice. I only know this because drip. we uh, <laughs> we went to San Francisco recently. And Allie wanted to get a uh, a bag to carry like our wallets and passports and shit in, and right. so she got like a you know those like really tiny like strap bags that like everyone wears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. It's Carhartt. Mm-hmm. It's camo. It's pretty sick. Nice. Anyway, hell yeah. <laughs> it, they make quality stuff. You know, we're we're looking to get sponsored here. Are we? <laughs> By Carhartt. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna if I'm gonna go fucking hunting for cryptids. I guess I can eat. The best gear. And who makes the best gear? You do. Carhartt. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Sponsor (laughs) us, please. Uh, All right. So like I said in the intro, uh, this is Cryptid Cocktail Party, uh, a show where we're going to have a couple drinks. I'm going to talk at Colby uh, about cryptids, because I feel like if you're talking to anyone about cryptids, aliens, high strangers, you're never talking to them. Uh, It's mostly just talking at them. (laughs) Right. right. Understood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hit me. Colby, you're not a cryptids, aliens type guy. I know you like the X-Files. I know you like, uh, what was that other one? Twin Peaks, like that kind of stuff. But you're never, you're not like a big. I mean, I don't, I don't go like looking for the information and, and like diving deep um, into the interwebs or anything like that. I haven't really read any cryptid books or anything like that. I'm sure there's a wealth of knowledge out there. I'm definitely interested and yeah. that's what intrigues me about this podcast for sure. But yeah, and then X Files. Um, I don't know how we got wrapped up in X Files <laughs> watching that. Uh, Twin Peaks too. But um, yeah, I'm 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 interested in the spooky. Yeah, you, it's not something you're you're not gonna you wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating. You know what I mean? Like you, you're you're welcome to it. No, yeah, we eat in bed all the time. Most <laughs> of our meals are eaten in bed. 
All right, Colby. Well, I gave you two options before we started recording, and you chose option one for what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today. So today we're going to travel not only back in time, but down to the south. We are heading to West Virginia. Right there, I'm going to edit in uh, John <laughs> John Denver singing that part. Take me home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place where I belong. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Flatwoods Monster. Are you familiar oh, with shit. the Flatwoods Monster at all? Never. Never? Never. Not even once, Ked? No, not even once. Save your, uh, save, interesting. save your Boston accent for later, because that's going to come into play. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's just, it just came out. All right, so you're you ready to dive in? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you so much fucking knowledge. <laughs> I spent forever writing this, and by forever I mean I did about two hours of research and then wrote down uh, basically what I read. I just plagiarized this whole thing. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Not really. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So on September 12th, 1952, in the small village of Flatwoods, West Virginia, four young boys, Eddie, Freddie, Teddy, and Nettie, not really. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, How do I become friends with all these people? Uh, four young boys, Eddie and Freddie May, who are brothers, Tommy Heyer and Neil Nunley were playing, I don't know, whatever the 1950s version of Pokemon was outside of the Flatwoods Elementary School. I don't know what that would be. I'm g- <laughs> I think they were actually playing football, but in my mind, it's funnier to imagine them playing like jacks or whatever that stickball game the one you know right. the one with the cup and it's like attached oh, to yeah. it yeah i don't know where it's, it could physically hurt you that's the 1950s small toys for you dude that, dude that that was a lawless time <laughs> let's all just be honest <laughs> they right. just gave kids shit that could hurt them like have fun well i mean we had to know better our fucking playgrounds were made out of twisted steel inside of rocks so right yeah. right who the fuck thought of that you know they know. got what do they got now They're like rubber yeah basically Nice. All right. See kids these days. <laughs> so it was around 7 p.m. It was almost full, fully dark when all of a sudden they see a bright red light streak across the night sky and then crash onto a hillside, uh, which belonged uh, to G. Bailey Fishers. It was right on his farm. So the boys were joking about it being a flying saucer, an alien invasion. One of the boys said that it was pro- most likely a meteor and that they should go retrieve it and bring it to the geological society like a fucking intergalactic narc i'm I'm gonna guess that was neil that sounds like (laughs) neil has a (laughs) neil's a fucking nerd i don't really know that for to be true but his name's neil right he read a couple too many books early on and then and his friends started picking on him he had to own it well i think i think what i read was you know what what i read was i think one of their teachers or something said that if you see a meteor that's what you should do so i mean don't alert the wrong authorities, you know, because they're just going to cover it up. You want to alert the right people, you know. The Geological Society? Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe he was right. Maybe he was like, yeah, let's inform a scientist. You would you'd think, but <laughs> it's not what happens. Uh, oh, fucking Neil. I, fucking Neil. Either way, the boys' interests were peaked, so they decided to investigate, as mm-hmm. all small children do when they decide to... When they see a fucking something crash into the side of a hill. Um, yep, you run towards it. Yeah, so the Mayboy's home was on the way, so they popped in to let their mother Kathleen know what they had just witnessed, and uh, they were setting off on like a stand-by-me type adventure to go poke dead alien bodies with sticks or some shit. I don't know. Right. Uh, but right. Kathleen, being uh, best mom ever, she was like, oh, hell yeah, 
I'm in. Just got to make a quick phone call first. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> now, Colby, <laughs> who do you think she called upon hearing that her two sons and their friends just witnessed a fireball crash into the side of a hill on a farm? Was it A, the police? B, a 17-year-old boy? C, the Air Force? It's <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question. Oh, wow. I mean, if I'm pulling this thing apart, the police, what, what are they? they? They got nothing to do with the sky. They get, uh, <laughs> the Air Force is like the, the police of the sky, right? Or the Marines of the sky. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that she called the Air Force. I think that's the best answer, but I'm pretty sure she called a 17-year-old boy. Why would you put that in there? Colby, she called upon a 17-year-old boy named Eugene Lemon, who, to be fair... Yes! Was, Eugene Lemon, all these people's names, they're people's all names are awesome. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> Uh, but to be fair, he he was a National Guardsman at the time. And, and, okay. Uh, so she called him to escort her, these, these four young boys and their family dog, onto someone else's property to investigate a crash. See, that was a twist. That was a twist in your questioning because you could have said a member of the National Guard who happened to be 17 years old. Yeah. But also, <laughs> was the 1950s a different time? I thought you had... Can you join the military at 17? In 1950? Yeah. It was probably like as soon as you can see 50 yards away in the scope of a rifle. They were throwing you out there, son. <laughs> I feel like it was harsher. Well, I think at this time, it was I think the Korean War was happening at this time. So maybe they let, loosened up on there. Like, I don't know. Anyways, so this amateur yeah. team of ragtag segregation era paranormal investigators <laughs> were approaching the crash scene. Uh, <laughs> they, they noticed this mist hanging in the air. Now, this mist, it burnt their eyes, mouths, and lungs, and was, they said it smelled like, uh, like sulfur or burning metal, which, not going to lie, mm -hmm. right then and there, I would have bailed. Yeah. 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 But if, no if not before that, then yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't At have gone point. to begin with. Like, oh, okay, my eyes hurt. I'm going to go wash them out. Yeah, but anyway, so they continued on to the site. Uh, and when they did, they, they could see what appeared to be uh, some sort of craft. It was emitting a bright red pulsating light. And by this time, the family dog noped out. He's like, fuck this, and bailed. Uh, but the Smart. group, the group pressed on uh, when yeah. one of the boys noticed two <laughs> glowing orbs off to their left. So Eugene shined the flashlight into the direction uh, of the one lone oak tree that was sitting in the field. And what they saw would change their lives in the town of Flatwoods forever. Colby, what do you think they saw? Um, so it was around the orbs. They saw orbs and then they saw... They saw, they saw two orbs yep. standing by an oak tree. They shined the yep. flashlight over. What did they see? A flat-footed beast <laughs> of... It's not the flat-footed monster. Alien nature, and also when he hit the woods, he became part Yeti. Part Yeti? I don't know. I get like a real woodsy vibe right now. All right. Well, anyway, so standing there, bathed in the light of the <laughs> flashlight, was a 10-foot-tall creature with bright glowing eyes, Shit. a spade-shaped head, and long claw-like hands. It didn't appear to have any legs. It just seemed to kind of like hover there above the ground. Uh the May brothers later on both agreed that uh, it didn't appear to be living, but rather mechanical in nature. Kind of like a, 
like a Cronenberg version of Rosie from the Jetsons. Right, right, it's, it's right, like right. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. You said spade-shaped head, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. A spade. Here, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you. Dang. I'm gonna text you a photo of what they saw, and I just want to get your uh, opinions on it. I'm not gonna lie, it's not a good-looking creature. It. Mm. If I if I was like ten oh, years shit. old and I saw this, <laughs> what do you think? What are your first thoughts on this beast? That's fucking wild, right? So, Colby, d- describe that... what you're seeing right now. I mean, the first one is um, the most horrific, uh, nightmarish, <laughs> <laughs> black and white <laughs> photo of a, a R2D2 on a playing card. Uh, with a dress on. <laughs> Is that what you're taking away from it? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one. Okay. Um, the the second one seems more like human like, I guess, a little bit in the face. Um, but still, uh, very very strange. Um, yeah, like there's there's probably never. I don't want to say alien, but there's never been any aliens that have been like this, right? And this isn't like a typical. No, this is like a weird one. Yeah, this this isn't like your normal gray alien, you know, that you would normally right. see. This is something, but again, right. it didn't appear to be uh, living. It appeared to be almost metallic, uh, a mechanical type creature, I guess. Which okay, I mean, at that point, would you call it a monster? I don't know, but right, I guess that's not right. for us to decide. I mean, no, no, we're all a little <laughs> monster inside of us. The third one, though, oh, boy, what? Come on, that seems like um, animalistic in nature, almost like almost like an owl with you know like the feathers on the neck, okay. on the chest area. All right, and then they keep putting him in a dress. A him, it's probably. Um, uh, asexual. <laughs> it's a robot, man. <laughs> it can't be. He just, he just sticks the spade in. That's how he operates. <laughs> See, my my first thoughts on looking at it is that it reminded me of, um, the aliens from Independence Day. Almost that same style head and okay. stuff like that. I mean, okay. Obviously, yep. Independence yep. Day didn't come out for another fifty years, but. You can kind of right. see that inspiration. Well, anyways, right. Let's move on yep. Yep. to, to the story. Uh, mm-hmm. So at first, the, the creature didn't seem to notice the group. Okay, but uh, as soon as uh, Lemon, being the fucking seventeen-year-old he is, once he shown his flashlight on it, it turned its gaze to them. They said that the eyes almost looked like portholes, like they were almost empty, and the light was emitting from inside of the creature. Cool. So at, at this point, terrified, Lemon dropped the flashlight and fell backwards. As that happened. The monster sprayed a sort of oil onto them, like an extraterrestrial, like Bukaki video, uh, before unleashing mm-hmm. a high-pitched hissing sound and gliding towards the group. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, at this point, this is when they decide we should probably like get up on out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, out. yeah. It it wasn't the the burning eye mist or the fucking house-sized UFO. No, it was when they mm-hmm. were actually in danger. These, this group of people has no sense of self-preservation, and I love it. It's 1950, man. They're reckless. You know, it's it, it's different time. <laughs> it's a different time. <laughs> it's a very different time. That's that's absolutely horrifying. If something right. started spraying, like a um, 
what was that thing that got Newman in the Jurassic Park <laughs> type, type oil no. at you? I'm out. That's when you'd be out? Not any time before that. I'd be curious. It's you, 1950, man. You know. Why you keep saying that? What does that mean? We haven't that found that many serial killers yet. You know, people aren't as protected. That's fair. We're, we're curious. <laughs> we want to know. So after they get sprayed with the goo and <laughs> the monster starts coming at them, uh, they run back mm. to the May home as fast as they could. At this point, everyone's sick and the house devolves into chaos. Everyone's puking, coughing, crying. Uh, they're covered in space jizz and <laughs> uh no one knows what the hell they just saw it, you know that scene from family guy when they all take ipecac syrup and they all just start puking on yeah, each yeah, other yeah, it's yeah. basically that inside this household okay. so right. uh kathleen the mother immediately gets on the phone and calls the sheriff's department which i feel like she should have done from the beginning right but whatever uh yeah. she calls them let them know what they had seen and that there were some boys there who probably Need to see a doctor? <laughs> I brought some small boys with me. Um, <laughs> it's, it was the smartest choice at the time, I promise. Well, apparently, it was a very busy night in the uh, West Virginian skies because uh, it seems like the entire police force was out investigating other crashes reported throughout the county. Uh, a hitchhiker had called in to report something crashing into a hill. Uh, another person reported seeing something similar, uh, not too far away. Like shit was popping off in West Virginia this night. Uh, so with no mm-hmm. one to staff, th- they send a local, uh, reporter to the house. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but apparently this is something that the police have done ever so often. It's a small town, so it's not like they have like a huge police force. Yeah. So I'm sure this dude is happy. To help. I didn't get his name. Every report i Every story I've read about the Flatwoods monster, they're all different. So I just chose my favorite one and kind of based my research around that. Um, okay. Either way, he, he interviewed everyone, went to the spot where the sighting had happened. Uh, but the ship, the fog, the monster, nowhere to be found. However, a later investigation of the site revealed uh, what looked like to be an imprint where the craft was. And the ground did smell odd. Uh, a National Guardsman who went out and investigated said it smelled almost like mustard gas. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, the symptoms that they were experienced kind of lines up with mustard gas. I don't know. I've never been mustard gas, so I can't really <laughs> tell right. you. Right. Um, Same. But they also found what appeared to be skid marks leading from the oak tree where they spotted the creature down to the, where the craft would have been. Uh, but besides that, it's as if like none of it had, had ever happened. Mm-hmm. So it's really mm-hmm. just the testimony of these small children and this woman. Now, Colby... No good UFO story would be complete without a good old visit from the men in black. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So soon after the incident, uh, two men in very nice suits arrived at Mrs. May's doorstep saying they were reporters from a neighboring city and wanted to do an interview and see the area uh, where the sighting had occurred. So uh, she brought them to the farm. Also, this is someone's farm. Where the fuck is the farmer in all this? They don't bring him up. Like well, he's not—he's never mentioned in this at all. He's smart. He's a smart man. You know, he? he was the first one that was like, "All right, I guess I'm not a farmer anymore. I'm gonna pack up and <laughs> head out of here." Just bail. He's like, "All Just right, I'm out." Throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But anyway, she brought him to the farm. Uh, they investigated the site. Uh, there was still some oily residue on the ground and they were just like raw palming that shit. They were just touching it with their hands, getting all of the receipts. 
did not mm-hmm. did not care what it was, which I'm seems pretty reckless, but also I can't believe that would be protocol. Is no, this is early, early MIB. Is that oh, is that what it is? Yeah. There's yeah, <laughs> they were just just kind of forming some stuff. They were really just curious. No, I gotcha. All right, so anyways, they go back to the maze home where they question her some more, uh, and they say they want to sample the oil, which, I mean, they could have easily got <laughs> from the field. Uh, so she mm. offers them up uh, the dress she was wearing the night uh, of the incident because it was covered in the Martian splooge, and she hadn't washed it yet. Uh, once she gives it to them, uh, they're like, hey, thanks. So listen, look, we're not reporters. We work for the Pentagon. Thanks for the dress. Don't tell anyone about this. We'll get the dress back to you, promise. <laughs> and then they just left. So, yeah, like I said, okay, yeah. they said, don't tell anyone about this, but I want you to think back to a few minutes ago. Who did the police send to the house the night of the incident? A reporter. A reporter. So soon the story was everywhere. All right. Local newspapers, local news. Eventually, the national fucking spotlight was shown down on Flatwoods, West Virginia. For a while after this. Um, but ever since the sightings in 1952, the creature has never made another appearance. But his presence is felt all around the region and beyond. Uh, driving tourism to the area with museums, ice cream shops. There's, they even built like these giant chairs in the image of the monster. Mm-hmm. But the Flatwoods monster, or Braxy, I guess, as a local called lo- the locals call it uh has been okay. featured in a bunch of pop culture uh movies comics video games uh most notably the legend of zelda majora's mask and fallout 76 now even though the may mm-hmm. brothers who as far as i know are still alive to this day have said that they wish it had never happened and that they could forget the whole thing it seems as though the world isn't quite ready to move on from the legend that is the flatwoods monster also right. Right. She never got her dress back. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Is that why they put the dress in all the photos? <laughs> you think they gave it to the Flatwoods monster? <laughs> they're just like, they're just poking at her. They're just like, yeah, I remember that dress. <laughs> so, Colby, that is the story of the Flatwoods monster and the legend that precedes it. What did you think? That's cool, man. I don't know. I mean, Russian activity, possibly. <laughs> You know, and they just never sent that creature out again. They're like, well, that was (laughs) didn't work out well, did it? Well, apparently uh, sometime later, uh, Kathleen May said in an interview that she received a letter from the Pentagon saying that it had been that that night. Apparently, they sent out five experimental rockets. One of them crash landed. And what she saw was one of the pilots or something like that, which okay, I don't buy that. It always is though, isn't it? Right? Yeah. It's like it's a weather. It's either or something. a human or a human from the future. It's never really an alien, you know. Yeah, but uh, but it's funny that you brought up when you were looking at the photos that one of them looks kind of like an owl because that was another popular theory was that uh what they saw was actually just a barn owl sitting atop a a branch right but that doesn't make any sense either do 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 owls just like fucking 
piss oil all over you and screech. I, mean, I guess they do screech at you, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, buy I it. mean, maybe it's just the perfect storm, right? You see an owl. This thing shoots the, a completely different thing. Is like spewing oil everywhere and then over here you got something else and it's just all these things at once is that what you think happened Boom. i think um i think the government set it all up man i think they <laughs> they they threw this all out there and i think it was like a 1950s version of dwight it was just like you know let's let's see what they do it's, oh you think it was like him like setting the fire in the office yeah yeah and then he's like oh shit well we probably shouldn't do that again I don't know. Well, anyways. And there just happened to be an owl there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Colby, thank you so much for listening to my story. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everyone listening thank enjoyed it. Thank you for it. telling it to me. Yeah. Our first episode in the books. I think it went pretty well. I'm still getting used to the whole reading and writing script. So if I stumbled a few times, I'm sorry, everyone. Please don't abandon us. I think it'll get better. Maybe. Dave's literacy is is gonna shoot through the moon after this. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Thanks again to Colby for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week where Colby will also be joining me uh, for option two of the two options that I gave him. Yo. Yeah.